about the the accommodator beneath one of the things about the accommodator that 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 you're going to find is there'll be a certif if if you lose that friendship if they feel like they're not going to be a friend or that they don't have that relationship with you they're going to become very aggressive they're going to almost be in an attack mode against you because they feel like okay i tried to be friends with them and that didn't work so when you were saying about the the the, the person that uh is underneath of you beeping and they have they they'll change their side to go go along with you because they want to be they want to be liked by you even if they don't agree with it they're going to want to be liked by you uh i had a i had a uh deputy chief one time that used to tell all of us when we used to come to her room a lot of the officers would complain about stuff and she said you know what I don't mind you coming into my room complaining, but when you do come with a solution, it may not be the best, but at least it's, it's a start. And then I know you're serious about what you're talking about. If you just come in here for a gripe session, you came to the wrong room. If you come in here because you genuinely have a problem, come in here and give me some, give me an idea or a solution that you, that you've actually thought through this. And then we'll go from there and the different personality types, you know, you know, in our environment, in the law enforcement world, you have a lot of aggressive or assertive officers. That's, that's the personality that's most associated with law enforcement. So when you have somebody that's, that's an accommodator or an analyst, the analyst is going to sit back and think it through and the accommodator is going to be, all right, boss, I, I agree with you because they don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, so but interestingly, right? Mm -hmm. While she's an accommodator, I have seen her in other meetings. She's a little bit towards assertive type, type. Mm -hmm. like you know. So that's a, that's an interesting part. Like one on ones, she's like a little more. I, I, I what I'm trying to say here is that the people have a different display, different personality type. Is it possible that when you're one-on-one -on -one versus when you're in a team or in, in a group setting? Because that's that happens. to be. Because she, in a group setting, she's like, okay, no, we're going this way. Why not our way? So she's like, I'm a little more assertive. Okay. So, in, in, and that's because she's intimidated by the people above her. You know, if you're intimidated by <clears> the person <throat> above you and, and that's your personality as an accommodator, you're going to, you're going to agree because that's your that's your your superior per se uh but when you're with people on equal footing or you feel like that you know you're put in that position to 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 do a job you're going to become kind of assertive you're going to follow the pattern that the people above you have shown because you've seen that that may have worked in that environment but that don't mean that 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 makes you an an assertive it makes you, it's still an accommodator. And Brandon would say, he said something that is so true. And I love what, what, what I'm talking about Brandon that's on the screen right now, you know, about the personality of an assertive. And then Brandon Voss would always say, people who are assertive don't have to tell you they're assertive. An accommodator would tell you, oh, I was assertive. I did this, I did that. Then that means you're an accommodator because you have to think about being assertive. And assertive don't think about it. That's just the way they are. So in, in your position where you're saying that this person is a, 
they they change their role. Everybody do that. If if you notice with anybody that's talked so far, at some point, if you were an accommodator, you became assertive. That don't mean that's who you are. It goes back to what what, what Derek said. If you got punched in the mouth, what is your personality type? How do you behave? That's really who you are. If you apologize, say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and you know, I didn't mean it. Or if you're ready to punch back, or if you're going to analyze it and say, well, why did this happen? Let me look at these three things first, four things first. That's your personality type. Okay. But in any, in any given circumstance, any one of us can become the other personality, even though that's not your natural personality. So if, if, if that is the case, why do I care about your natural inbuilt personality type? I mean, if you are willing to change your personality type based on the situation, I mean, the question boils down to, does it really matter what I will be when I'm punched in the face? That's only one situation. All other times, I'm a different person. Maybe I need to deal with you like that. So what what is the majority of the, what would be the majority type of the person that you're dealing with? You know, most, most of the time, what is their personality? You're going to figure out once you do that, it goes back to where Brandon was saying how they thought this guy wasn't was an assertive and he ended up being an accommodator. And so to, that that hurt the relationship because as the accommodator, he even though he was loud and, and had that assertive mentality or seemed like it, he wanted Brandon and Chris to be his friends. That was more important to him because that's the way an, an accommodator is. I say that because I'm an accommodator. You know, when I sit in the room, you guys are right. You you want you want to make sure everybody's happy. You want to be the problem solver if you can. If if two people are in the room and one's an assertive and one's an and one's an analyst, and they're going back and forth or having a discussion, the accommodator is going to try to be the peacekeeper. Mm -hmm. So one quick question, right? So if that is the case, everybody pretty much have all types of personalities, one major and then some minor, or like dominant and non-dominant, can be, let's say you're assertive and then you also have some accommodator personality. So can I uh, in a, talk to you to invoke your accommodator type in this particular situation I'm talking with you? Can I take that advantage or, or make you become an accommodator in this particular situation by saying something or doing something. Okay. Because I want you to be accommodated because I know you can be. Mm -hmm. You're not 100% assertive. Right, so it, it, in, in a negotiation environment or even in the business environment, 80% of the time you wanna be an accommodator. You know, if, if you're dealing with somebody, if you're trying to get something done or you're trying to get a deal done, you want the person to feel comfortable. You have to understand, this is why we say you have to understand who your, who, your, who your personality type is. If you're talking to somebody above you and, and you know that they're, they're an assertive or they're an analyst and you're an accommodator type and you're saying things that are, that you're really trying to find out what, what, what their whole goal is, what their purpose is, what they're looking for from you or what they're looking to accomplish. And if they're just barking out orders, you, one, you're not hearing it. You know, you, you, you're kowtowing without having a voice. So you wanna be able to say, it seems like 
it sounds like, it looks like, it feels like, and you want to do your labeling and mirroring to, to get that person to, to expound on what they what you're really looking for. If you can do that, then you can and then you could discuss the situation and say, sir, you know, would you be opposed to me giving you my my vision on how I see it? Anybody here that's an assertive, how would you feel if after somebody asked, finished their, let you finish what you say and ask you, would you, would you be opposed to them giving you their vision of how you see it? What would you say to them? Yeah, I think people Go, Go ahead, Ning. Hi, sorry. Uh, this is Ning. Sorry. Um, I, I would say I would love to hear it. Mm -hmm. And what is your personality type? Would you say your personality type is? I, I think I'm assertive. I've just, okay. um, you know, spent a little bit of time on the corporate side and um, doing digital transformation, have learned probably the hard way how important it is to um, work with everyone, um, to be open um, to inputs and to seek um, alignments. And it's as important as um, my thoughts. So what asking that question, like would you be opposite to, uh, opposed to me saying something Sometimes some people would feel offensive, like, why are you even asking that question? Like, you know, I mean, why would I even be opposed to you? I, would I ever said that? Like, what if that means? That, uh, that means I'm shutting you down? So, and that would be the assertive mentality, right? Would that be an assertive mentality? That why do, why do you even have to ask me? Just say it, right? Yeah. And that's where you have to, that's why you understand your, 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 you have to understand the person you're dealing with. That's why it's so important because in the negotiating world, when we used to be hostage negotiators, we had captains, lieutenants, sergeants, the whole nine yards in the room. And we're talking about saving a life. And the accommodators in the room would sit back and they really wouldn't stay much. The assertives would tell you what they think. The analysts would look at the board and try to figure out the best strategy and the accommodators would sit back and go along with the flow. But in that environment, that accommodator may have the solution. If you don't pull that out of them, that's called being a coach knowing your player. If you don't pull that out of them, that negotiation may take 10 hours. We've had it happen. We had a sergeant in our group that said, you know, I'm the supervisor, it's gonna go my way. And me, even as an accommodator, I actually had to tell him, listen, your rank don't mean anything in here. It's all about saving a life. Somebody may have the answer, but they won't bring it forward because they're afraid of you. And he and I would have words, but ultimately, almost every time somebody who normally wouldn't speak up when they got a chance to say something, it helped move the negotiations along. So when you're talking about personalities, you want to understand that when you know the other person's personality, you can pull more out of them 
and maybe help your business? Because they may have something that's going to be vital to your business that you didn't even think about. You had something, Roger? No, I, I was, uh, I, I know Josh has been, uh, he's had his hand up a couple of times before. I would like to recognize him because I know he's been trying to get on. Go ahead, Josh. Thanks, Roger. Um, so I wanted to kind of go back to Vipin's example with the, um, the accommodator client and see maybe Troy and Roger, if you guys have some input, because it sounds to me like, um, so the specific kind of scenario that he gave, you know, he's got a subordinate who is an accommodator and comes in with a solution. And as soon as he starts presenting his position, they kind of, well, accommodate, right? Um, and so my natural tendency with a, an accommodating subordinate when they say, oh yeah, no, I see it your way, that makes sense, is to say, well, it sounds like you're onto something. Please give me some of the details because I want to understand your thought process. And in this way, you know, like Troy's talking about knowing who you're dealing with and using some of the techniques to essentially entice the information out of them that they would be reticent to share otherwise, um, you know, and, and at the same time, fostering that relationship that the accommodator values so much. Does it, and, and actually also, I would argue that having an accommodator who's assertive in a team environment um, is them accommodating the social expectation of somebody in that situation. Does any of that sound accurate to you guys? Actually, I just got back in here. I don't know, if, hopefully everyone can hear me. Troy or Marcella or Roger, feel free to shoot me a message if I'm, if I'm getting really uh, like staticky. I'm on a, uh, I'm using my iPad as a hotspot. Turns out I got an internet outage in my area. And so scrambling over here with the router and my, my computer, and it turns out there's an outage. And so now I'm on the hotspot thing. But um, uh, just to, to feed into the question, sorry, Veepin, I got cut off when you and I were talking last. But uh, the last comment that was made in regards to accommodating the social expectations in a group environment would lead an accommodator to be assertive in that type of, in that type of area. Actually, I think that's extremely accurate. I actually like that a lot. And, um, you know, in a broader human nature um, uh, kind of social context, I think that's the same reason that the analyst gets assertive when they're higher up in the organization and in large meetings, because we're constantly surrounded by the notion of this like powerhouse executive that's a really aggressive person and and i'll give you a great example of this and this is this is not a political discussion but this person is a perfect example of who this is uh former president trump right this powerful aggressive assertive person that's very wealthy and very successful in the world it's very easy to look at someone like that and go, I need to be like that to be successful. And the reality is that works for Donald. That doesn't work 
for the accommodator that is Brandon's uh, boss. That's a natural uh, accommodator, right? That that doesn't work for them to be that way because it doesn't fit who they are as a person. And so as we are executing, being aware of what works for us personally is probably gonna be at least slightly different from what works best for the next person. But to the point that was made, an accommodator being aggressive in a group setting based on social expectations, I think that's true. And I think, I think knowing that, right? Having deduced that and thinking about your thinking as it were, that's a great piece of data to incorporate into your communication with that individual, not only in general, but especially in a group setting. And so how does that look? And that's something I wanna get into a little bit further with the slides that we're gonna get into here in a second. But I realize I'm jumping in and I'm kind of almost interrupting at this point. Troy, what, what did I miss? Did, we, did I pick up in a bad spot or is there another clarification issue that needs to be added before, before we go any further? Uh, Juhi, Juhai, you, you, had, you had your hand up. We, we were actually. Yeah, hey guys, I wanted to get your thoughts on a boss I have. So I think he's an accommodator reporting okay. to another accommodator, that one I verified. Um, my boss, let's just call him B, he's a bit hard to read because I think he always wants people to defer to him and massage his ego, which makes me think he's a bit assertive. Mm. But then he gets super passive aggressive and he does sneaky things behind people's backs to undermine his directs. Hmm. So, which makes me think he's a bit of an accommodator. How do you read people who are such chameleons? What do you do? Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, based on that description, I would probably call this person an analyst. Intriguing. Yeah, and, and so the real reason behind that is, um, you know, this kind of this passive aggressive nature that they have. And this, um, you know, you mentioned kind of going behind the scenes and moving things around like after the fact yeah. um, to try to, you know, whatever, control the puppet strings or how, however they, they personally see it. I would probably call that person an analyst because that seems much more like analytical traits. Natural passive aggression is something that the analyst does better than the assertive or the accommodator. And the reason I say, because the assertive is gonna be outright aggressive. Right, this passive aggressiveness isn't something assertives do. They're in your face aggressive. And then the accommodator doesn't necessarily have this passive aggressive approach, but they have a tendency to just flat out withdraw when they don't know what to do with the relationship in regards to the problem. And so they have a tendency to waffle and be all over the place, almost as if they have no direction whatsoever. Very similar to what Brandon was describing earlier with his subordinate on how he can be all over the place. And it's like, it's hard to, like, we gotta keep him narrowly focused because he'll go, he'll go, he'll go all over. And, and so um, that isn't really any of the two things that you described. And the analyst of our three types prior to being pushed up the ladder and being an executive that's constantly the, the center of focus in meetings, but prior to reaching a point like that, 
the traits that an analyst has a tendency to pick up the quickest are the accommodator traits, the likability traits. And I say that because the analysts of our three types, right, they naturally analyze all the data in their environment. And at some point, whether consciously or subconsciously, analysts come to the conclusion that being likable is helpful. Even though I don't see personally see emotion as a benefit in negotiation, I have in fact observed data in my environment where likability seemed to be the major, um, the major thrust that got us over the line. And so I need to incorporate at least being smiling more and being more accommodating in general into my approach. And um, they, they, they start to adapt that into their natural type. And so I would say analyst, right? Just kind of based on all of that, that analyzation as it were. And as far as approaching them, analysts, we know that they got data. We know they got their justifications. Starting the conversation by doing a guided discovery about decisions they probably already made is a good way to approach an analytical boss. And another reason I say that, right, the assertive is probably much more likely to want to talk things through, although the aggressive nature is hard to overcome. It doesn't feel like a collaborative interaction with an assertive sometimes for that reason. And the accommodator is much more likely to uh, want to talk things through just because they don't want to make a decision that's going to hurt the relationship you have. But the analyst has made decisions and, it's, and part of their assessment of you is, are you smart enough to figure out the conclusion that I've already come to. And so dealing with them by skipping over all the BS of this is what I think, what do you think? And just go right into, seems like you already got something you want to implement. Seems like you've probably already thought about this and may even come up, may have even come up with a, with a solution already. Right, and at least, right, for the analyst, that gives them the autonomy to execute their data and justifications um, fully at the beginning, as opposed to needing to hold them back and waiting for when they're going to drop it. In. So that's what I would suggest. I think you're dealing with an analyst. I go in with labels that are centered around the vision they probably already got before you came in the room, or the vision that they're automatically going to have once you tell them what the problem is. That's beautiful. Thank you. I think you nailed him. Okay.